What's up, guys? My name is Clint, and this is the Body of Youth Podcast. Do you want to live a balanced life? In each new episode, we'll be tackling an area of health, exercise, medicine, education, or nutrition, so you too can develop your very own Body of Youth. This journey is all about tackling every aspect of physical and mental well-being, ultimately giving you guys the tools to become your best self. I come with a full supply of experience as an ex-professional athlete, exercise physiologist, licensed therapist, and doctor of physical therapy student, so I want to make sure that every single one of you guys are given the tools to not only improve your physical but your mental well-being, and that will radiate into your careers, your families, and your lifestyle. So come on board, join me, and let's get started. All right, guys, so who I have today is a special guest guest of mine and a great friend, Adam Plucko. He was a CIF championship in high school pitcher, World Series MVP in college, and championship out of UCLA, and he's one of the starting rotation pitchers with the uh, Cleveland Indians. So I felt like who not better to have on than the one and only Plucko himself. How you doing, big dog? Makes me sound way cooler than I actually am. I'm really, I'm really not that cool. I feel like, I feel like because I know you so well that uh, I just, I just, we had to blow you up. You know, it was like, why not? Why not just share a little bit of the accolades to get people fired up just so they know where you're coming from. So uh, we know that uh, you have a little bit of weight to the game. Yeah, but I'm a major nerd. So what does it matter? (laughs) Yeah. Same tomato, tomato. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt like, I felt like for everyone on here that's like listening and and, where we kind of both come from, we've, we've shared such a, a big amount of the journey together. Mm-hmm. I think something that you bring so much value to the table is understanding one simple term and that's consistency. And I think a lot of people struggle with that concept, whether it be within their career path or within their uh, health journey or, or professional journey, um, athlete journey, high school, college pros, whatever it may be. I feel like consistency is such a massive level uh, and it takes a lot of work. Uh, what are some things that you feel like throughout your journey thus far you can kind of put to the table and say, you know what, this is what I label as what consistency means to me. Yeah. Gosh, that's unpacking just a word consistency in, in talking about sport or lifestyle or, or literally anything that you care and have passion about, man, that's a tough word to unpack. So um, I guess, I guess discipline immediately comes to mind when I hear consistency. It's, it's not something that's always easy. Um, The, like I said, the discipline that it takes in order to achieve that consistency is honestly sometimes harder than just being consistent because there's going to be times where um, you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to go to the ball field. You don't want to start that run or get on the Peloton or whatever it may be. But um, that's where the consistency aspect comes in. And, and there's no, um, faking consistency, right? Like you either, you either do it, you do the work and you do and have the discipline or you don't. And the only person that you lie to is yourself. If you don't have that discipline to stay on that consistent path. So for me, I just, 
I don't know. Maybe it's I can't look myself in the mirror the next morning knowing that um, I didn't I didn't stay on the path that I needed to be on, and uh, I just that's tough for me. Like I I don't ever want to just look in the mirror and be like, man, you know what? You didn't do the right thing. So uh, I guess it's a little deeper than. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, dude, don't know. It's, it, I think it's so good because I think what like really at the core of it all is being. I I think it's always a two way street between every single one of us fighting the battle between, okay, what does it mean to be hardworking and stay diligent? Like you said, and have this dedication and this desire to pursue whatever goal we have, but where does it come into play that um, we kind of have this mindset set in stone that you're right. Like, do we wake up and can we look ourselves in the mirror and say, we gave our best step forward that first day. And then with this new day being brought to us, can we say, how are we going to get better that very next day? And where like that all falls. Cause I feel like a lot of the times it's very easy. Like you said, it's very easy to fall to the wayside. You look up and then you're a week down the road and you feel like you haven't gotten any progress. Yeah. 100%. I, I guess I would say micro quitting is the easiest thing in the world to do. And we've all been there where we tell ourselves we're going to do eight reps, eight reps of something. We get to about six and you're like, ah, you know, that's probably good. Um, and, and micro quitting is like the biggest drug i feel like for athletes or if you're trying to achieve a lifestyle that is going to hinder you from ever achieving what you want and if if you continue to micro quit it just grows and grows and grows into this addiction of small quits across the day that you cannot control any longer and then you don't know what i actually should be doing if i micro quit it at you know, six and then, oh, well, six is kind of the new number. And then I micro quit at four, but it was more weight. So, you know, the, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's this, this drug that I've seen time and time again, just these little things to get you out of your consistency that, that can grow and just overcome people. Yeah. I, I, I to just jump onto that more, I think just to lay down the foundation, I mean, me and you have been really good friends for a very long time and single-handedly I got to kind of be with that journey with you especially in high school um working out every day and for to paint the picture for a lot of people we would wake up at like 6 a.m we would be in the parking lot at 7 for school we'd do school the entire day we'd go into baseball practice we would do baseball practice and then we would get in the car and drive ourselves down to LA and then train for another two hours, hour and a half, two hours, specializing in our craft with uh, 60-yard dash drills, trying to improve our speed and agility and all these things down at the Home Depot Center where, uh, like, the Galaxy play and all of that. And then repeating that day in and day out in the offseason, I guarantee you there's a lot of people on our team at that time were like, dude, you guys are crazy. But then now looking back at it, you say, were we really crazy? Were you really crazy, especially uh, for where you're at right now? Well, now you're one of the top um, pitchers in, in the world. Because I always like to say the, uh, the major leagues is just that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not just the United States anymore. It's the entire world. Everyone's getting to that level of play. And I, and I think it all starts from those roots. And like, like you were saying, the micro-quitting – it's so easy for, for you to just kind of cash it in and say, Oh dude, I'm, I'm tired today. Let's just turn around or let's just go back or uh, let's just, you know, maybe today's not the best day to 
like you were saying, let's just do six reps, not eight. Um, all those micro quits along the day will create that level of lack of consistency. And then people get mad at themselves for their lack of production or performance. Well, the only one to blame is yourself, you know? Absolutely. And if so, obviously, um, extremely well said, but obviously we're all a part of a team being athletes. Um, and, and I'm sure it's a little bit different for you now in your career, but your team is, is your family, right? So now those micro quits show up in, in your team. So now I'm letting not only myself down, but my team down and, and they're expecting a level of consistency. Look, we're not saying perfection. We're not asking for perfection. We're asking for consistency. You can fail. Failing is one of the best things that you can possibly do because you can learn. But consistency doesn't mean pass or fail. doesn't mean success or fail. Consistency meaning giving you the best chance to succeed. And I still fail. I fail in front of 40,000 people regularly. <laughs> I give up. I give up home runs. Totally. And, and I'm on the road in Yankee Stadium and they're screaming at me. And, and I fail. I fail all the time, but I don't fail questioning myself if I could have done more and I have failed that way. And it's not a good way and it's not a good feeling to have. And, and so look, this isn't, this isn't learned in a day. This is, this is a lifetime of, of continuing to learn. And I'm still learning um, to this day about how, about myself and how, better I can be consistent I dedicated my off season to being more consistent in how I move through my lower half and uh, for for my pitching mechanics and so um, it it doesn't just because you've had success or just because um, you've achieved your mountaintop doesn't mean there's more doesn't mean that there's not more mountaintops so totally um, consistency isn't pass fail um, in fact, failing can help you become more consistent. And, and, and just to bounce off what you're saying, I think when people have fear of failing, most of the time they're in fear because they haven't had that level of consist- consistency, like you've been saying, putting forth to the where they can now accept their failures. You know, I, I feel like if you're someone who's putting it out there every single day, giving that 100% effort, you really have nothing to fear because if failure comes, at least you can say you've given it all out on the table. Like, for example, like let's say you go into your first game after off season and you give up three or four runs within the first or second inning. That doesn't necessarily mean like you haven't been consistent throughout your journey. That just means, okay, now you've been given another opportunity to prove the next six innings that you could put shut down. You could shut down runs for the next six innings and keep the ERA low. Well, it's not, earned within that specific game it's earned within that level of consistency and preparation and knowing that you still ultimately have that confidence within yourself to handle those failures along the way you know absolutely and i think that's just the most misunderstood thing in in today's world is i i can point to starts across my entire career where i failed i failed terribly and i walked away like you know what I'm the only person in the world was like, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And here's why, or, you know what? That was actually kind of bad, but I'm going to build off it and go in this direction. Like maybe I had a good curveball that day. Great. Then I'm going to take that curveball 
and I'm going to run and make that curveball turn into better command. I'm going to make that curveball turn into more outs, more strikeouts. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just don't, don't let failure ever stop you because anybody who's ever been successful um, or achieved success has failed oh, miserably, hundred percent miserably. And nothing's worse than this too. Say a guy goes 0 for 4, right? It's easier as a position player. Say a guy goes 0 for 4 and and strikes out three or four times, whatever. If he's in the cage that night just hacking away, swing, 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 that's not a process that you can take into every single day. As soon as the game ends, you get back in the cage and you swing, swing, swing. If you're trying to feel something small, like, man, I really messed up this today, then yeah, totally do it. But make your consistent approach something that you can do every single day and that starts in preparation before the game that starts within the game and then after the game it's no different if all of a sudden you know you you get like i said you go three for four and you go home and you're feeling good about yourself and then you go over four and you're in the cage just hacking away that's as inconsistent as anything else is out there so so valid i i for everyone that was just honing in on that, I, I feel like you nailed it in regards to setting up realistic expectations along your road of consistency. You know, it's like when someone starts like a workout routine or their, their uh, health regimen and say, you know, what, I'm going to change my lifestyle for good. And they just dive right in and they go out and run 10 miles and they like can't recover for the next five days. You know, like that's not a level of consistency that that doesn't really mean like, that's not the goal you're trying to achieve. You're trying to have measures and objectives throughout each day. Like you were saying that you can put forth and you can attain those that keeps you on that road of consistency and it keeps you level-headed and it keeps you on that regiment to where now you can link those together without feeling overwhelmed. Like for example, for yourself, if you're to say now this would never happen because pitchers are on like uh, throw count protocols and all that. But if you were to say you're going to go out and practice throwing literally a hundred pitches every single day for one, that's probably nearly impossible because you'll blow out your arm. Just like we all know overuse injuries, et cetera. But this is where it becomes where well, maybe my end goal is I want to build up to those hundred pitches before I get to my first start. Why don't I start with, okay, I'll do a 20 pitch bullpen. Then I'll do a flat, uh, a flat BP session um, with 40 to 50 pitches the next week. Maybe I'll start throwing long toss after that. And you're setting up these small goals that will keep you consistent to where, when you know that you're going to reach that end zone, that now it's definitely attainable and you've put yourself in the best position to achieve. Yeah. I mean, incredibly well said, like if you go out and do hundred squats on the first day and you haven't worked out in two years, like terrible idea. Terrible. Just, yeah. Dude, just a terrible small. idea. <laughs> like let's start with maybe like 15 to 20. Let's do them properly. Let's do them correctly. And then like, let's work up to, you know, a huge volume day, but like to just go out, smash out some volume and then just be like, why am I not skinny or why am I not super strong? It's like, well, that was a terrible idea, first of all. Second of all, that's not how it works. You don't just get skinny. It's like you said, it's consistency. It's routine. It's it's the preparation on every every single day basis. And um, and it's I, I guess the the word I would use to kind of describe what you were saying is if you just go run out and go run 10 miles, it's it's called false hustle, right? Like. Dude, what you did so to, valid. False what hustle. You, 
what you did. Yeah. You ran 10 miles, but what did you do it for to feel good for one day? Like if you're, if you're running sprints next to an entire team, there's always that one guy that runs the last one as hard as he can, but the first seven he dogged and was at the end, end of the pack and he just finished the last one uh, ahead of anybody else. And so it's like, that's just flat out false hustle. Meanwhile, I was probably not at the head of the pack, but I was probably like middle to middle to top, you know, third of the pack, the entirety of, of all eight sprints and which one's better being at the end of the pack and one solid finish or being in the middle to top of the pack the entire way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, too, for someone like yourself who obviously, right, you're performing at your highest level each and every day. Confidence is a huge thing that comes with the consistency. I always say preparation yields confidence. Mm-hmm. That's like a huge counterpart. That could be productive for anyone, like anyone who's like a med student. If they just show up and they like expect like they're going to get 100% on an exam and then they end up failing it, well, the only person they can be mad at is themselves. They haven't prepared or they haven't studied the material to, to know it through and through to be able to perform on the exam. And next thing you know, they're beating themselves up. And they don't have that yeah. confidence. And just like pitching mechanics or, or going out and pitching in a World Series game where you know that there is literally hundreds of thousands of people tuning into a game, which you have already been there. What, explain a little bit about what does it mean to be consistent within your preparation, which gives you the opportunity to have that confidence in yourself when you step on the mound, let's say in a World Series game or in an MLB game where you're pitching. Uh, just kind of talk a little bit about that. Man, confidence is is such a fickle, um, fickle thing. Dude, you can have so true. You can have so much of it, and 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 get knocked on your butt, and you can have not enough of it and doubt yourself and get knocked on your butt. But it takes the the right level of confidence, of understanding, of preparation, of routine, of consistency to understand yes you know what i am where i need to be but not too much where you you know think that you're the man like it's it's such a fickle thing and and i've wrestled with confidence and still wrestle with confidence to this day i mean um i believe that i'm i'm better than the hitter in front of me but there's some pretty good hitters in front of me and um and so I, I can go over a lineup and, and some days I walk in, I'm like, yep, got them. Know these guys, Kansas city. Beautiful. Love it. Got them. And then I walk in and it's Minnesota. I'm like, Hmm. All right. A little bit, a little bit more challenging today. And sure. And, and so gosh, it's, if, if I had a really good answer for you on what builds confidence, I would love to give it to you, but it's, it's within all of us. And um, preparation is a great starting point to build confidence, but then you build too much confidence and then you're maybe not as prepared or you're a little bit more egotistical than you should be because you do have this confidence, but sometimes egotistical is good. God, I can, I mean, it's, it's so incredibly hard to describe confidence and it's just a feeling within all of us. And sometimes confidence in Lance Armstrong was incredibly egotistical and you know what, like, yes, he doped whatever, he was on a pretty level playing field. I will say that flat out, like anybody who was winning the, right, right, right. the time was doping, not getting into political statement, but, <laughs> <laughs> but his, his ego to win drove his confidence and he didn't, 
his ego also made sure that nobody was ever going to be close to him. And so like that worked for him. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, and then I, I think about um, Mike Trout, like the guy seems like he's egoless, but he has all the confidence in the world and he just steps up to the plate and knows that he can hit a baseball, but totally. he doesn't go out and say like, I'm the best player in baseball. In fact, that those words have probably never, ever left his mouth. And he is. So it, like, there's so many ways to go about it. And preparation is a great starting point. <sighs> I, I you, like you're dude, it's so finicky. Like you were saying, and so many people just want the answer for confidence. I think like you were saying with ego, when is it appropriate to ha- be more egotistical or to have that confidence within yourself? I th- and like you were saying, okay, I go to Kansas City. I know exactly what I'm getting into. I've been there. My ERA has been 1.6 every single time I've pitched there. And then I go to <laughs> and then I go to uh, Minnesota. And you're like, they've smashed me three out of four games. I think confidence and a lot of people that have that confidence within themselves, they also have that mutual respect for their opponent in knowing that they can be exposed at any time. And I think there's like that level of humility involved too. And that keeps people's egos in check, but allows them to have that confidence at the same time. Like they could show up knowing, look, I'm going to be as best as I can be. I've prepared as much as I can, but I also am going to respect that the guy sitting just at the plate when you're about ready to throw or sitting uh, within your career zone or sitting at the top of the class and academically, you're going to respect that person's uh, craft just as much and knowing that they have prepared just as hard. Um, so it's, it's kind of like this double-edged sword, like you were saying. Yeah. And who, who drives a, a valedictorian, right? Like who drives the best person in the class? It's the salutatory, the person that's behind them to that's make right. sure that they don't catch them and who drives the salutatorian, the valedictorian. And so it's like this weird, like little, game you got to play um and you don't have to play that's not what that that's not what i mean by that but if you i'm i'm the most uh, probably one of the most competitive people um i know probably you've ever been around but like <laughs> anybody who's ever been around me would probably say that and if we're playing a board game man i'm i am just tough to be around if i'm losing because i i just don't like losing is that right? Yeah, maybe not that I can't play like cards with my buddies without thinking about winning. But at the same time, I don't want to lose and it drives me to to want to win. And I understand that. And I don't play like card games with my wife because I understand <laughs> at the end of the day, she always wins. Like that's totally. one relationship that she she wins, she wins, she wins. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's it's proved extremely valuable and in my career. Um, you know, I, I can remember back to our junior year and and getting bumped out of the starting rotation in high school. And, um, you know, I, I had the scholarships, I had, um, the attention of, of professional scouts. Like I had all this stuff and, you know, the guy who bumped me out didn't. And it was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Right. And it's like, Oh man, like, but, but, you know, like me, like I'm, I'm important and, and it's just humility. And, and in that moment, my ego probably hurt me more than anything. And, and realizing that it got checked and, and then I went about my work differently and, and Hey, like it's a, it's a learning moment. I failed. Um, and so 
um, yeah, it's I I don't I I think I just went off on a crazy tangent right there. No, dude, no, no, man. It was <laughs> like really just to wrap it in 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 unison together is like, you know, all of us have been pushing the gig so hard in sports. You're still playing. I've obviously have changed career paths, and most of us have at this point. But at the end of the day, none of us would have been at that level of where you're sitting without each other being playing and being teammates. And I I think Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people lose their consistency because they're just trying to be a one-man show. They're trying to do it all by themselves, and there's no one to check them into place. There's no one to check their whole card, like you were saying. There's no one to push that boundary, the valedictorian versus uh, – remind me of the salutatorian thank you yes and there's no one to check that whole card so then if you're trying to do it all by yourself i mean this whole world right business career lifestyle family it's a team game i don't care what anyone says there's no such thing as someone just being successful by laying down the groundwork by themselves since day one till the day ends there's a team involved around those pieces and if those if those team members don't have the same drive and motivation and level of uh, consistency, then they're not going to push you to be that same level of consistency. Absolutely. And I mean, you're about to learn that here very soon when you have a newborn and you learn that the team all of a sudden changes drastically and what what Clinton Harwick wants doesn't (laughs) really matter anymore. It's about what this screaming thing wants. And, and uh, gosh, having, having a kid changed that for me drastically too. When I came home, it wasn't about um, what I wanted, what my wife wanted, what my dog wanted. All of a sudden it was like what my son wanted. And then it was like, you play this balance of, all right, he wants this, but then he's like not doing it in the right way and how to, and then it comes into teaching and, and all that kind of stuff. But gosh, a family dynamic changes drastically. Even bringing in a, a puppy into, like, Dude, you don't totally. even have kids, but even bringing into a puppy into into the relationship, like, that changes your priorities. That changes your your path that you're going down, and, and it's beautiful, and, and the team needs to readjust and compensate and learn where we need to go from here. Absolutely. If, as we're, like, wrapping up, what is one thing that you feel like for everyone that's out there just like wondering, like, where do I find these teammates? Like where, how do I put a team together? What are some things that you look for as a professional athlete, as someone who's always pushing the boundary, looking for that next uh, step, looking for that next edge. What do you look for with your teammates around you? What do you look for as a person that can hold accountability for your actions? Uh, what do you analyze? Cause we all have friends, right? Like, me and you were really great friends in high school. We've always stayed connected. And I felt like you were always pushing me to be as best as I could be. And I felt like I was dragging you like, hey, dude, it's, we got to get going. It's workout time again. Here we go. And we hold, held each other accountable throughout that journey. What are ways that people can find those people around them or teammates in the professional circuit, in their career circuit, in their lifestyle? What, what do you, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I think I think you um, you touched on it. Uh, anybody who knows me might knows my circles extremely small. Um, it, it you know I feel bad at, at sometimes that I don't make more time for more people, and it's a burden that I'll definitely live with. But at the same time, um, the the people that I do have in my circle um, check me, make sure that I'm I'm going down the right path, or 
um, it's not even so big as calling me out, but just ask me what's going on in my day. And um, there, there's those, again, those little times that you can micro quit and be like, ah, like, you know, it's the off season. If I don't throw today, it's probably fine. Or, you know, well, are you throwing today? It's like, crap. All right. Now I got to go out. I got to set up the net. Like I got to totally. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, like for me, for me, it's, it's the smaller circle. I can focus better. Um, the people that know me, I, I, I won't take offense if they're like, you know, Hey, figure it out. And I'll be like, yeah, you know what? It makes sense. If, yeah. If so-and-so saying it, I need to figure it out. Cause we all have those people in our life. Like Dude, totally. Parents, parents, siblings, um, wife, whatever. Um, so yeah, again, like it may not be the best thing, but I, I keep my circle really small and, um, and the people that are in the circle, man, their voices are really loud when they, when they tell me things. And, uh, and so whether that's right or wrong, um, that's my way. And, uh, you know, I've, I've definitely feel like there's some times where, um, where, you know, it's a hindrance, but at the same time, like it's, it's what's right for me. And, and, um, obviously you being in that, in that small group of people, it's like, when I hear from you, it's like, man, that was great. And, and we talk and it's just like old times and, and, um, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like, do you need this large group of people around you just telling every little piece of their puzzle to your story or your life story? Or do you want to um, file in and, and create long lasting relationships with a couple of people that can hold, hold, like hold you accountable along the process. And you know that there's like a level of trust there. I mean, what not better. Than- I, I will say this, sorry to cut you off. I will say this. No, dude, you're good, dude. The, the times when it's most important to have a really small group is when you're making a, a big life decision or you're making a big change and you need the truth. Because the last thing, last thing we all need is just a bunch of yes men telling us you're doing the right thing because I've definitely thought I was doing the right thing. I went a hundred miles an hour in the wrong direction, but my group of supporting cast, maybe they knew that I was going in the wrong direction, but they knew that I needed to get there in order to go to a different one. And I trust them, even though I might've been frustrated in the moment. Um, I, I understood in the bigger picture, but, um, that being said, it's, there's, there's some guys that I love to just talk to, like whoever, like there's some people that I just love to talk to and hang out and, you know, like grab a drink with like whatever. But when it comes to important, when it comes to life changes, when it comes to my career, it's definitely a small group. And, and that's, what's important to me. Dude. So good. So good. I think as we wrap it up right now, um, I just want you to hit us with, I'm going to ask one more question and then we're going to just let it fly and you'll be good. And I thank you so much for coming on today. Cause I feel like you got so much value towards consistency. Cause I feel like you live that process. What not better of a person that, than someone who's in the league right now, um, having to display consistency. Cause me and you both know if you aren't performing and you're not doing your job, there is someone right behind you that will just take your position. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the thing that you feel like is your go-to consistent plan that you can say, okay, if things are getting out of whack, how do I go back to my roots of how do I get back into that same basic fundamental consistent approach? Do you just kind of have that same set in stone approach that you've always had? Do you fall back into that routine when you feel like things are getting out of whack? Do you try to simplify it more when things are getting disarray within your life? 
or a baseball career or even on the mound, what do you go back to? What do you tap back into to get you back into that level-headed space and that consistent mindset? I've been very fortunate to work with some incredible uh, mental performance coaches, sports psychologists, some would call them. Uh, maybe they don't have a doctorate degree to be a sports psychologist, so they're considered mental performance coaches. But there's a woman named Cece Clark. Uh, she was a mental performance coach with the Cleveland Indians. And she told me this years back. Uh, there's no such thing as advanced basics. She worked in the military, and they uh, they talked about that with the special forces, um, how you can't you can't create an advanced ammo change like you change ammo and how can we do that better and so um i i think that just hits home for me there's no such thing as advanced basics i need to remember what my basics are i mean for pitching it's getting ahead of batters it's throwing strikes it's throwing to the glove it's being consistent being on time getting ahead of the count yep yeah like all the all the simple things and and don't make it more complicated than that and don't work on the overly complicated things and don't make basics complicated. It's, it's make basics, basics. There's no such thing as an advanced basic. So get into your basic routines, get into the things that, that make you who you are and do them better than anybody else. Because the things that you're already good at in, in your career will always make you better than everybody else. When you try and focus on the extraneous things, when you try and focus on too much on your weaknesses, you lose what you're always naturally good at. So what you're naturally good at should be your basics and then work a little bit on the things that you're not good at because that will then become more comfortable and more comfortable and more comfortable, but don't ever lose your basics. Dude, A- Men, I'm just going to highlight again, there is no such thing as advanced basics. Dude, that is huge. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. Worked in uh, special forces, training, you know, the highest ranking military members. And I would just pick her brain constantly. Dude, I, I, feel, great. I, feel like, I feel like that is like the PT space, right? Like that's, I mean, you've done, me and you have both done so much physical therapy in our mm-hmm. lives. That's obviously now my scope of practice and we're spending 5 billion years of school doing it. But it's <laughs> like, it's like at the end of the day, right? You don't go into PT to start throwing all these different mechanics at you, right? You go in saying, okay, hey, either my ankle, my hip, my knee has been off, it's been feeling weird, or I've had an injury. You go back to the basics. You go back to the same fundamental principles that we've started at the very beginning, and then you work out from there. Um, there's nothing There's nothing I hate more than a static isometric hold. <laughs> isometric hold is the dumbest rehab <sighs> thing ever, but it's a basic and it freaking works. Yes, and, sir, yeah, dude. There's, there's if, so much research like, behind that, but I won't go into it. But <laughs> Let's go run around. Let's go do twisting, fun things. But the second we get on a table and you tell me, all right, it's isometric hold time. I am out. I want nothing to do with it because it sucks. <laughs> dude, and it's stupid, so but it's so funny. important. Oh, it's so there's so much value in that. Yeah, we don't even have to get into that realm. But there's so much science onto why we have to do that process. But you're right. Going back to the basics, shutting down all of those advanced extracurricular mechanics or lifestyle habits that don't even really need to add value. When you're feeling out of out of sorts, especially like, dude, when you're on the mound and you give up, let's say like a two-run base hit that was like a jam shot over first, 
like how frustrating is that you beat the guy and the guy beats you with just some random little jam shot that barely gets over the first base of his head. Like at the end of the day, just getting back into that mindset of saying, you know what, I'm going to still pound the zone. I'm still going to hit the black. I'm going to get ahead in the count. I'm going to stay in rhythm. Like you were saying earlier, I think those are all huge principles. Dude, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Is there anything else you feel like would bring value to the life of consistency, especially you as a professional athlete and MLB superstar like yourself? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You like how I juiced that one for you at the end? I felt like you needed that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I just say, I just say, look, it's not a perfect process and you're not, don't, don't get mixed up. Consistency is not perfection. Consistency is not perfection. Consistency is not perfection. Consistency is giving yourself the chance to succeed every single day and consistency. Sometimes the best thing for it is failure. So don't be afraid to fail. We, we all fail. I play a game of failure. Luckily I didn't choose the part that fails more, but failure is a part of the process and consistency is not perfect and don't ever make it perfect. Once again, guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. My name's Clint, and this is the Body of Youth Podcast. I hope with each and every new episode that gets put out, you're learning something new. If you want to talk about it and marinate and discuss, you could always send me a direct message or an email. I'd love to talk to you. Again, your voice will always be heard. That's super important to me. So never feel shy about reaching out. I want to make sure that you will be able to provide your best self to the world. That is ultimately one of my biggest passions about being here on this platform. So if you guys feel like you've been touched in any way, please leave a review and uh, tag your friends. That would be huge. All right, guys, wait till next episode. I'll see you soon.